In in the studio with us now, we just walked in. We have Frank Caron. He's the chief of staff of Mayor Eric Adams. And uh, uh, how are you? Good evening. Hello, John, and thank you for having me once again. It's a real pleasure, as always, to be here and, and, and love the show. And um, I'm doing well, enjoying myself. Well, uh, you know, uh, you guys, uh, uh, there's a there's a lot of things to do in New York. And uh, give us a give us a report. Uh, uh, it looks like the number one thing to take care of is make sure people are safe. Uh, give us an update. Where where the heck are we? So, so the the with, with this mayor who who works twenty four hours. Just telling the congressman that. You know, he's a, an incredibly hardworking individual. He starts very, very early, ends very, very late. So the report could change minute to minute. Um, and I'm, I'm so proud of working for a person who's so really just dedicated every waking minute of his life for fulfilling the mission that the, the people um, elected him to do. So where we are, look, we are mayor still focused, zeroing in on public safety. He says it over and over again. The pathway to prosperity is public safety. And he also says very often, there's not one quick fix. It's multi-layered. There's both long-term and and short-term things that he's concerned about and he's ordering his administration to do. And he's also mindful of what's in his control and what's outside of his control. Not everything and every decision is within the span of his control. But what is in his control is the police department um, advocating for policies that believe is right, using – um, you know, the power of his speech to, you know, try to advocate for things that he thinks is right. And he's also willing to compromise when he thinks compromise is appropriate. Um, so we have, uh, we're, we're grateful to be working with the legislature and the governor to see what, what you know, results come out of their work and w- whatever they decide, you know, we'll have to live with and we'll do our job either way. Are you hoping for some common sense to come out of this budget uh, process? Because they usually take uh, things that they don't necessarily like and throw it into the budget, and they can't blame anybody for it. Well, Congressman will tell you about how the legislature works. We you know, never it's, did that in Washington. <laughs> never. Right? You know, it's a, you could call it a stew. You could yeah. call it a, an amalgam. You could call it whatever you want to call it, a mosaic. But it's right. is first of all, you have many different interests, individuals elected to represent a district, all coming together, trying to do what they, the best they can first for their constituents and then for the greater good. Um, but I, you know, talk, talking to the elected officials and those in charge, and speaker, and and uh, some the majority leader and, and and the governor's team, they generally trying to do what they feel is right. So, so to, is that common sense? Yes, um, but but sometimes common sense depends upon who you're speaking to, right? And people believe what they're doing is right, and if it disagrees with your position, your job is to try to convince them otherwise, but if you can't find common ground and, and bring the good out of that. Again, we're speaking to the uh, Mayor Adams Chief of Staff, Frank Carone. You know, we keep hearing about that we want to change, you know, reform the bail reform. And then you hear the legislators, Stuart Cousins, you hear Carl Hasty, they say, well, we don't have the data. This is happening all across the country, you know, the rising crime. But Frank Carone, regarding the anti-crime unit, seven out of the 10, like 70 percent of the people that the cops are are arresting, thanks to Mayor Adams initiative to put them back out on the streets. They are repeat offenders. Isn't that enough? Isn't that the data right there? I mean, what more do you need? The fact that the majority, 70% of these people that they are arresting are repeat offenders. Well, you know, that's a, it's a great point. And the neighborhood safety units that did, did make those arrests and confiscated 22 guns off the street. And each one of those guns, as the mayor likes to say, it's not just the bullet that does the damage. It's the, it's the bullet, it's the emotions, and it's the after effects. So those are... Those are incredible results um, based on the policies that the mayor espoused with the with police commissioner and team. But look, the the, the elected officials, uh, they all want public safety. They all want safe streets. No, no one's advocating for, for crime and, 
and for victims to be uh, attacked and injured the way they are. But they have reasonable differences on how they think best to get there. We have a different view and, you know, they have other views. And it's our job to find, uh, hopefully convince them of our views. But if not, we still have to, we still have to govern. We still have to do our job and we will. Frank Caronin, fighting crime. Uh, the police commissioner is very important. I have a personal interest here. I had the privilege of seeing uh, Keyshawn Sewell up close when she worked in Nassau County. How is she doing in New York City? And again, I have the greatest confidence in her. But again, it's a different world now being in New York City. Yeah, the, the police commissioner, you know, uh, Sewell, is, is, uh, she's terrific. She, again, is an extremely hard worker, takes her job very, very seriously, has engendered the support of the rank and file, knows how to speak to the press, uh, is prepared. Uh, she just is the full package. And we knew that right away after interviewing. I was crystal clear from my perspective that she was the right candidate. And we're pleased. You know, I didn't. Uh, I actually grew up in Queens in Sunnyside. I went to high school and college in Brooklyn. My father was from Brooklyn. Uh, do you and the mayor have the Brooklyn edge that I think is really needed to turn they the city swag, around? They got swag, it's called. Wait a second. Well, this is from someone who's from Queens and moved out to Long Island. How yeah, but I, I, <laughs> no, I, I'm all for the edge. I loved it. I loved being in high school and college in Brooklyn. Brooklyn people have a, a, a way of cutting through swagger. and getting it done. Yeah, we call it swagger. There's also <laughs> uh, there's a certain grittiness, grittiness that okay. you think we the uh, the city life and borough life you know teaches you, and that grit we kind of look for. The mayor calls it also emotional intelligence. Someone who's and the street smarts too. Yeah, there's something to the basketball yeah. fields and the and the parks yeah. where you get to learn how to interact with your yeah. peers and you know f- fix problems. Frank Brown, we also have uh, with us on the other line uh, Kathy Wild, who wants to get the city open like all of us, and she had a few comments. Uh, Kathy, are you there? Yes, John. Tell me, can we get the city open? Uh, what do you when you talk to the big companies that you represent in, in the city? Uh, what are they saying? Well, in fact, we had a meeting of three hundred of them on Thursday, which you missed, John, with uh, the mayor and Commissioner Sewell. Who I want to reiterate what Frank said: the commissioner is just terrific. She um, she really inspires confidence. She has facts at her command. She's got a plan, which is what we've been waiting for in terms of the restoration of a safe city. And uh, she has the full support of the mayor, which I think is is great. And the business community is standing full force behind the mayor. And I know Frank's doing 24-7 work with him every day, but they're getting a lot done. And I think we're going to see the results. Frank Carone, uh, any comments on getting our city reopened? I mean, there was an alarming number the other day in the front page of the Post mm-hmm. that 40% of the students uh, going to public schools there's an absence. Don't just come. Yeah, they, well, there's an absences. How do you say absentee rate? And then it, it could even be higher than that, according to the Post article. Yeah, so that 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 article was a little bit. Uh, deceiving and not on perhaps not on purpose but it was not of the overall population it was a smaller subset so we are, we had a meeting on that this morning we we're zeroing in on exactly who that is why that is what we can what can we do about it but it's a much smaller subset than the article led you to believe when you read it at first blush what percentage? let me go back john to your go question ahead. about are we reopening we are reopening we've probably got 40 to 50 percent of employees back in the office at this point and there's great push going on, and and the mayor has encouraged this, but there's a great push going on from employers to make the being in the office a priority. 
And people are going to, it's going to be gradual, and there's still some concerns about the COVID. But basically, as long as the mayor and his team are tackling the public safety issue, we're going to see real fast return. Well, Kathy Wilde, hold on. Uh, uh, Frank, uh, hold on. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back for at least 10 more minutes. Thank you. Let's take that break. And when we come back, we'll find out, did the employees of Goldman Sachs really tell the bosses that told them to come to work to pound sand? Let's take that break.